We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. We talk about one of the most embarrassing teams in Major League Baseball right now, the Yankees, Scott. That was funny. That was honestly, it got so bad, it got funny this week. It got funny, yeah, it got funny. We, You know it, you know what's funny is that, that every single free agent that they bring in is a jackass and, and does stupid things that, that immediately just get them into a position where they're they're fighting from behind uh, with a with a fan base and just don't understand the tone of a situation and it drives me fucking insane to be honest and you know the the whole I'm talking about obviously this uh this Radon coming off the field blowing a kiss to some Yankee fans who were uh giving him a bunch of shit which they absolutely should have we're positive yes, it was Yankee yeah, fans yeah I listened right? to we're the press conference oh I confirmed all the things not as I didn't go to uh I didn't go to an in stadium reporter um or you know, maybe it was someone we know in the in the in the stands from uh, from from one of the the so the SoCal groups, but he all can all but confirmed it that they were talking shit, and he did a, a a reaction that he probably shouldn't have done and blew a kiss to to them as as a as as something that you know would have been better as no reaction. Guess what, man? Read the fucking room. Read the fucking room. You have been out all season with an arm injury that you that you essentially third start on July nineteenth. It's his third start, and it's you July essentially 19th. cause it by being Tommy Tough Guy in the in the uh, in the in spring training, and and we're looking at this. I'm like, oh man, oh man, this guy looks like he's trying too hard. We're trying a little too hard, trying to be a hardo, and boom, out for half the season. Then he comes back, has a decent start in his first at, in his first one sucks the next one sucks the next one after that and then does this condescending like i'm non-humbling i I don't get it blow kiss like why are you talking shit to me move to the to the fans what what in what world in what world is that an okay situation to do that in you're you just got your ass kicked out there on the field you're about to get swept by the anaheim angels and you're 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 blowing kisses to the fans after they talk shit to you this this is absolutely embarrassing with this. I you know, it's 
I don't really give a fuck about the guy and like how he reacts to things. And, and uh, if he's playing well, great. If he's doing things and, and going back and forth with the fans, fine. But that's not the situation. You're 0-3 with a 7-5 ERA. And you're coming in late in the, into the year when we desperately need something like that. So, someone who was paid $162 million over six years. The new uh, flashy free agent signing. And you're doing this shit to the fan base? Get the fuck out of here. That's so ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous thing. It's so tone deaf. And it's just a testament to the way that these guys react to situations like this. And you see the opposite of that with a guy like Tommy Canely who goes and beats the living fuck out of a fan, not a not a person, but an actual rotating fan that cools you down. He goes and beats the living shit out of it, a la you know, Paul O'Neill on the on the water cooler. And guess what? Love it. Love seeing the frustration because this is frustrating. This is how we all feel. We all want to beat the shit out of something when we watch this team play and see how how bad they are over a sustained stretch. And then hear the manager, quote-unquote manager of the team, come out and say dumb shit every single day. He even tried to coddle uh, Radon by saying, well, at least he didn't get into a verbal altercation or a fight with a fan. I'm like, oh, you're insane. I want to I I punch you in the face. <laughs> You said tone deaf. It's so tone deaf. This organization, top to bottom, is so tone deaf, it's not even funny. And it's getting to a point where, like I said, it is funny to listen to Aaron Boone sit there after these games. So let's just recap the last four days for you, okay? Just so everyone's on the same page. Sunday, we already talked about that game, but you basically just out-sucked the suckiest team in the National League and had a terrible loss when your ace, quote, ace, gave you six basically dominant innings. Monday, you go to Anaheim. You strike out 17 times as a team. 17 times. They set records this week for strikeouts in the single series. You follow up Monday. And, oh, by the way, another extra inning and one-run game loss for this team. Incapable of winning close games because their manager doesn't have a brain. And the team has no fucking balls. Then Tuesday, you follow that up with two hits. Two hits. And then Wednesday, like you just outlined, your big free agent flashy signing, who has been out all season up until the last few weeks, actually has a chance to win over fans by going out there and pitching well and stopping a losing streak. If he did that, you win over fans like you couldn't believe. Instead, he sucks, which is bad enough, and then he mocks fans. You're done, dude. He's done. He's toast. That's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap for Carlos Rodon as a New York Yankee. And I'm not overreacting. I'm not exaggerating. That is a wrap because this guy, I know how this tenure of his Yankees is going to go. He's going to spend 65% of the time on the IL anyway. And when he's on the field, he'll be okay. But fans will never forget you mocking them after getting your ass kicked. Never. That's never going away. So, if we're if we're looking at situations that that you know history repeating itself in, in that in that sense, Jack McDowell back I don't even remember what what year this was. This was like early was it eight ninety early nineties? I don't remember when it was, but he flipped off the the fan base, which is an all timer. Just throwing just throwing up the middle finger to the fan base in in pure frustration. That might be that might be less offensive. Yeah, it it actually is. It's less condescending. Yes. At least you're coming at me directly and you're telling me to go fuck myself. It's like, okay, great, <laughs> yeah, got yeah. it, cool. Go I would prefer myself. you to do that. Actually, to be honest, you're right. Um, but you know, he did come back and pitch well. David Cohn was talking about it on the broadcast the other day. Uh, how he he did come back and he did pitch well and was was just one of those guys. Radon is. Just in the situation he's in currently, with the team in the situation they're in currently, just doesn't doesn't feel the same. And and we have six years of this guy. Can he come back? Is this a guy that absolutely wears, uh, you know, over the first three starts? I, I don't think I realized how, um, how emotionally, uh, you know, how, how he wears his his emotions on his sleeves as much. I didn't. I don't think I realized that as much. Like the guy doesn't really shy away from stuff when he's on the mound. He, he you could see the. His body language is is pretty telling, even when he's frustrated. And to to that point, like some of that, I, I I appreciate. Like I want a guy that shows emotion, and he is one of those guys. So I do think that there's a, an opportunity for him to come back from this. He's got to be contrite. He's got to come. And he he danced around it. He needs to just come out there and 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 just take just own own that thing and 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 say that it was a a frustrating moment and that he should never have done that. But he didn't do enough of that. He needs to do that. 
He needs to absolutely do that. And then he needs to pitch well. That's, that's, that's exactly what will determine how this guy is, uh, is perceived and how he is handled in New York. Because, oh, by the way, in his next start, when he's in New York, that we're going to see what he's made of. We're going to see what he's made of against the Mets. Oh my God. Against because, the Mets, right? He's pitching. Cause what he, yeah, I don't think he lines up for, for Kansas city. So game? yeah. Yeah. Se- second. Okay. Mets so <laughs> I mean, dude, the Mets fans are going to be killing him too. And, and you know, the, the ones that are there, so he's going to get it. Uh, and, and I'll be very interested to see how he won. First of all, pitches. Cause if he pitches well, if he pitches well, he has the opportunity to then say something. If he doesn't pitch well, then, uh, you know, God rest the soul. Just an all-timer, all-time embarrassing. What an idiot, man. Just, I mean, joke. come on. Jo- Just don't do that. Just so stupid. It's, you know, it's the opposite of, of telling uh, fans that you were a Yankee fan growing up. It's the opposite of, you know, of, <laughs> I, I, I saw a couple people in the comments by the stupid mustache. Like it, the mustache is, the mustache yes. looks fucked up now even more. Exactly. You can't. You can't have a dumb mustache, suck, and mock fans. You can't do that. <laughs> okay. This is okay, Carlos. If you're listening, which I know you're not, but if you're listening, someone get this to him. This is how you redeem yourself. Shave first of all. Shave. Go in front of your locker. Apologize profusely. Then profusely, and, and, and be very clear. Then go out, and, and, go and don't and be dominate. gray about it. And then dominate. Yeah. Yes. Dumbass. And then dominate. <clears throat> but to to your and maybe point throw pitches the over the strike zone that would be helpful. Well, Cohn said last night he's like, well, when you're a two pitch pitcher and you don't have <laughs> your second screwed. pitch, it's going to be a really long night. And I'm th- I-, I was thinking I'm like, yeah, he's only a two pitch yeah. pitcher. Like he's two very good pitches, but you're only a two pitch. But you don't see very often as so, a starting as a starting pitcher. No, like you you, oh, you got Randy Johnson. Okay, great, one of the all time greatest pitchers maybe top three left-handed pitchers in baseball history okay so you've got fastball slider so that's what randy johnson was and he's a hall of famer but like i don't think carlos Ferdinand is randy johnson he's good well he's not good either johnson so so prove prove uh, me wrong to to your point about about him being good please the manager just the the Aaron Boone show post game all week was was my favorite thing to watch. It's, it's, you got to play I, the curb your enthusiasm the music I the behind highlights. it. Oh my god! But but you dropped this in our chat yesterday. It's like he can't even sit there after the game and say, "Yeah, Carlos shouldn't have done that." He can't he can't bring himself to do that. There is no accountability in this organization. And that does start from the top. You have to start with accountability from the top and the owner, the general manager, and the manager. Yes, I know the players need to be accountable to themselves, but you also, the manager, need to hold the players accountable. And he couldn't even sit there and say, that was a bad reaction from Carlos after a tough night. He couldn't even just say that. He had to say, it's good he didn't do something right. worse. So Carlos is sitting there saying, Not my kid. Oh, I, I did the Not right my thing. Kid. I did the right thing. I, nothing wrong for me. My manager, my boss, is cool with what yeah. I did. Okay. Boone's sitting there all week saying, it's right in front of us. The onus is on us to be better. If we if we got to just go there and take it. We know this isn't who we really are. We, uh, everything's fine. Keep putting your head down, banging your head into the wall. Even though that's a cement wall and you're not getting through, just keep banging your head into that cement wall and things will change eventually. It's baseball. Oh, we're going through a tough stretch. It's a really tough game. Really yeah. tough game. It's been a se- it's been a full season worth of games dating back to last midseason that you have sucked as this offensive unit. Maybe this is just who you are. Logan, if you could play the the Meredith Boone interaction. I, was this from I don't remember if this was from Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday I think it was from Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday night. I, I laughed out I laughed out loud at this interaction. Good good job, Meredith. Like thank you, Meredith, because so many times it's just fluff bullshit questions from reporters. Especially Meredith's in a tough spot. She she works for for yes. It's like that's a tough spot to be in. But thank you, Meredith, for 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 saying this. Let's hear it. Aaron, you've continued to say we need to be better, we're capable of more. However, the results haven't necessarily changed or, or become any more consistent. At some point in time, do you look at it and say, is this just who we are? No, no, <laughs> no. Like, there's no quit in it. There's no, we got to fight. 
Like, we got really good players in there. And a lot of guys that are going through a tough, tough stretch. You know, for some, probably as tough a stretch as they've been in their career. You don't take your ball and go home. You, you, you stick your nose in there and you grind it out. With all due respect, just we're going to keep competing. And, and, and that's going to get to be a boring answer for you guys until we break through. But that's the only thing we can do and the only thing we know how to do. And it's not accepting anything, not when we have the group that we know we're capable of. We gotta, but we got to get it out. we got to find it. You know, for a lot of us, we've been in this game a long time, and you understand how difficult it is and how much of a grind this the season is. And so you try and create an environment that no matter what you're going through, when you're flying high Six and riding days. high to when you're going through, the, you know, the toughest stretches of the season or in some cases the toughest stretch of your career, trying to create that environment that is is – conducive to providing the right kind of work and information positive and preparation attitude. for everyone positive but vibes also a, only a place that you know you want to be and that's a bit of a sanctuary and you know that's that's it's just the environment you're trying to create build a bubble in the clubhouse get the noise out okay, first of all so i don't know what you want him to say Meredith, about for, from this like it, it is the same question over and over no, no, again no. but there's nothing to say no no but so meredith meredith was not saying maybe you guys should just quit because that's what Boone said. There's no quit in us. Yeah, I know. There's no quit in you. Professional athletes don't have quit in them. Merith is saying, maybe you guys just suck. But Since August 1st of last year, 155 games. It's now 156 games, but I pulled these numbers on 155 games. Call it a full season. That's basically a full season. 232 batting average as a team. 306 on base. 400 slugging. That's a 98 WRC+. plus. They've been 2% worse than the league average offensive unit for a full season now. That is including Aaron Judge's historic season last year. Okay? Remove Aaron Judge from this team, which we're seeing now, and they're way worse than league average. Yeah. Way, way worse than league average. So I understand they had a good first half last year. They had a great. But I'm sorry. This is the year. same. This this is the same offensive team. They did not change the offense from the second half of last year into this year. It's this other than Volpe, who they added, who has not been good. He's had two streaks, which we've identified. Two streaks, otherwise been bad. This is the same offensive team, and they are a below league average offense. So what Meredith is saying is, maybe you're not going to find it because you're not good. Yeah, I mean. And I think okay, she's fine, right. But she's saying that. I, I guess I don't. I don't know what you, what you want as from a reaction. Yeah, we're not good. We're, we're this is who we are. We're a five hundred team. He's never. No, no one should expect, say that, especially with the contracts that, out there like, with what they are. Like he's not wrong in the sense that they should be better. The people in that clubhouse should absolutely be better. The talent level, the back of the baseball card, all those things say that this team should be better. So where's the disconnect? There's nothing. There's nothing oh, concrete to say. Why? They should just stop doing their interviews because there's nothing for him to say anymore, and he's just going to look like an asshole every single time he opens his mouth because there's nothing to say. Nothing. Nothing that he could say it's, would make you happy right now. It's, it's a fact. Uh, no, I'm not saying it would make me happy. It, it would, would make like you satisfied. Stop saying. If he just stopped saying the same thing over and over again, I'd be yeah. Less I don't angry. know, man. It's like it's become a it's become a, a broken record on the on on the. On the reporter side, on the manager side, you know, getting his uh, his reaction for me at this point, where I'm, where I am. Well, do you know how Boone can stop the same question over and over yeah, again? Yeah, I know they could start the winning, they and, and, and they could start winning, and they could actually start turning the, well, the, the yeah, obviously. That's, but that's it. That's the way that the 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 post games change. If the post games change, it's because something changed on the field. Otherwise, you're just pushing the button and poking the bear and trying to get something out of him. Uh, you know that that he'll say that. He hasn't said before, and he's just not doing it. Maybe, maybe, and and Kay and Cohn said this on the broadcast. We don't. He, they said we don't know what happens behind closed doors in the locker room. Does anyone here believe that Aaron Boone is calling players out behind? No, he's doors? not calling. That's not what he does. He's a great communicator. He doesn't. He doesn't exactly. Do that. So what? What? What we are getting from him publicly is the same bullshit he's spewing internally. Now maybe Aaron Judge or Rizzo or Stanton or Cole or somebody is standing up in the clubhouse and taking that on themselves to try and motivate the team. I would hope so. It's not working. Clearly, it's not working. I know the players ultimately it's up to them to motivate themselves and be better on the field. Aaron Boone can't make Giancarlo Stanton and Anthony Rizzo and DJ LeMahieu 
all of a sudden start hitting again. Those players have to start hitting. Sean Casey can't do that either. Okay, Mr. Gonna come in here and make an impact. You think he's regretting his decision yet? You think he's like, you know what? I had a pretty good gig just sitting in my basement and going to MLB Network and, and talking on TV. What am I doing here? Just like I could hang out with my dumbass friend Boone for a few months. Who, who I'm realizing who I'm realizing is not good at his job. Yeah. Idiot, Sean, Casey, dumbass. Shouldn't have taken the job. Could have told you that. But it's just like the same bullcrap, no accountability. Sucking on the field is one thing. And then just getting the same shtick from the organization, almost almost gaslighting the public and the fan base to being like, no, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, Everything's it's not, fine. It's not, it's not like, I, I expect, I, I expect Brian Cashman to do one of his like state of the union type things where he calls the media to him on Friday before the game. Uh, he usually does that whenever the organization is, yeah, when he wants a distraction, terrible mm-hmm. stretches. Right. And he's going to say, I know exactly what he's going to say. Our process is sound. We have the right guys in the room. All that bullcrap. We're looking around to, to upgrade upgrade Eventually, the roster as we can with the trade deadline coming up. Guys are coming back. Eventually, you have to look at the scoreboard. And the scoreboard says you don't have the right guys in the room. Your process is not sound. That is what the scoreboard says. The scoreboard is not a short sample size. Anymore. You're just not going to get that from people. You're not going to get that from people who don't, who, who, who don't have job security uh, in, in the public eye. You're just not going to get that. You're not going to get that type of answer. The answer that you, the only person who can give that answer answer is one thing. The action is another. They're not giving the answer and they're not taking the action. So the answer means nothing, but the only person that can say that, that, that will actually have some substance is Hal. He's the one that has to say that. He's the one that says, we're going to have to look at all personnel, everybody. But that's who it has to come from. That's who it has to come from. If you want to hear from one person, it's got to be Hal. And Hal's got to say it and be definitive about like, hey, everybody's job is on the line right now. Everybody's job is on the line. There's not one person who are not evaluating for how they are doing their job, how the the last few years have come together. There's not one person that we're not looking at, maybe besides Aaron Judge. That's it. Do you think Hal... Will no, ever he say won't. that, or do you think he even? But I, I tell you right now, if I were if I were on his uh, if I were on his on his on his team on his staff, um, and and I I saw the the fan base reeling, I saw the team reeling like this, I would I would absolutely say that I would take a little page out of my dad's book and I would I would walk up because everybody you know whether you liked or or didn't liked or respected or didn't respect a, a Steinbrenner, everybody knew that he wanted to win, everybody knew that, everybody knew the 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 actions were. Because he believed that's what he needed to do to win. And that was never a doubt. That was never a doubt. And that's a big doubt right now in this organization and the way it's perceived. So if you were to come out and say something like that, at least at the very minimal, say something like that and just acknowledge and be very, very uh, real with the situation to this fan base. Yes, I believe it would go a long way. And I believe it would put some heat yeah, on and, and immediate. That's immediate accountability right then. As soon as you utter those words Absolutely. out of your mouth from, from Hal Steinbrenner saying, we are evaluating everything. We need to, we, we are not good. We need to, uh, we need to figure this out. And everybody is, is being assessed immediate accountability for literally everybody in the organization. Um, I agree. And it would, uh, well, I forget what I was going to say. It would shut us up a little bit because it would make us. Okay, exactly. It's it's in the same vein as a player standing in front of his locker and just saying, yeah, I was bad. Like, that's all you have to say. It's the same vein. It gets fans to take a step back and say, okay. Like, still, ultimately, it's on the results yes. changing. And if the results don't change, it's it eventually fans will be upset again. But if Hal sits there and says, takes, puts that message out, then that's fans saying, okay. That's yeah. what we wanted. And now, now let's see and the fans then change. are like, okay, you know what? I'm not in a glass case of emotion where I feel like I'm fucking crazy because none of you are acknowledging what I'm seeing That's for the thing. however long. It's like we're going it's, – it's it's gaslighting. We feel like we're going crazy. It's like what we're watching – I don't feel like I'm going crazy. Good. I know what I'm seeing. I think that those people are stupid <laughs> for not saying the things that they should should say. So right. it's not working because <laughs> I, I don't think people are crazy. What what this is, this fan base has every every – uh, every right and every they should feel this way because this is the way that that they are making us feel okay by watching this product day in and day out there's 162 games in a year and most of us have been watching forever 
forever, our entire lives, and we don't miss games. It's because we're obsessed and it's been passed down in our blood. We have no choice if it's on. If it's 7.05, we know where we are and we're watching this stupid game and we're watching the whole thing unfold in front of us. We know that. We know what we're seeing. We know what we're seeing. And and to, to act like it's not there is is just it's irritating, man. It drives you crazy with the way that they're reacting to it as well. That's the bigger thing. Mm-hmm. It's read the room, understand what is actually happening, and then and then act accordingly. Just act, just act like a normal human being and take accountability and someone who's not coddled. That's it. It's not that hard. Baseball is hard, but how- accountability isn't. Oh yeah, Boone has said multiple times this week, baseball is a really hard game. So we know Boone, it's a hard game. But the care factor is there. That's actually a quote he said. The care factor is there. And the compete factor is there. Compete factor. Okay, Boone. He said something about so, putting um, points on the board Hal, last night. I think Hal... To me. Putting points on the board. Oh, he's, he's proud of the no, points No, he's just like, we got to put points on the board. Just, you know, just... <laughs> so I think Hal uh, made it such a point to not be his dad. And his dad for the most part was uh reactionary and would make changes a lot of times yeah. too quickly. And so, you know, something would go wrong for two weeks, three weeks, and he'd right. fire the manager or he would, you know, one bad thing happens and he's, you know, making it a massive trade for pro you know, yeah. prospects out, you know, aging free agent in not a bad that, correction. That you just can't overcorrect. I mean, he definitely, but he's overcorrecting. He definitely, George definitely had those flaws, and I think those were evident in the late 70s after the championship throughout the 80s before he got banned from baseball. Gene Michael took over, and and the dynasty happened, right? It's like – but then we even saw it again after the dynasty started to wane a little bit in the mid-2000s. We saw some of those changes. Like they won a lot of games, but they never won a championship until – but I think how when he took on the team – was like, I'm not going to be my dad. And it's almost to a fault where he's going to let things ride way too long, even if they're broken, because he does not want to be reactionary like his dad. And I understand not making decisions based on a small sample size. But like I said a million times, this is no longer a small sample size. This is five years, basically, of sample. Yeah. I, I, you got to make a change after five years. Five years is plenty of time, Hal. To evaluate things and say, this is not working. Boone is not working. Brian Cashman's team building is not working. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yes, <laughs> it has to happen. Like, that's that's who I want to hear from. And, and I don't want to hear some bullshit to, from him either. So to Hal's uh, comments on the Michael K show from a few weeks, month back, he, he said, uh, well, it's on the fans to be accountable. Okay. Yankees fans out there, this is your opportunity to be accountable. They're coming home to play the Royals. Who gives a crap about the Royals? They've got a new insurance logo patch on their jersey. Don't go this weekend. I hope 7,000 people show up on yeah, Friday but night. Again, I know it's not going to happen. Said, it's going to be – the tickets are probably all sold out, first of all. I know it won't technically be a sellout, meaning every ass in every seat, but there'll be – 38,000 people there on Friday. It's a Friday night in the summer. Against the Royals, which you're going to see. Weather's going to be good. see a win. That, that's the thing. Like, we're, weather's going to be good. This weekend, Saturday, Sunday, people are going to go with their kids. They're going to buy the hot dogs, the chicken buckets. Hal's going to rake in millions of dollars yep. this weekend. Imagine they get swept by the Royals. He doesn't. Whether you sweep the Royals, get swept by the Royals, whatever. That doesn't change the fact that this cor- the course of this team right now is terrible. I don't care about sweep you. You should sweep the Royals. They're not gonna sweep the Royals. They'll probably take at least one game. <laughs> I'm not even confident they'll take two out of three with how this is going. But the Royals suck eggs. You suck. You're in last place. Yeah, two last place. Bat- two last place teams battling it out. Winning a series this weekend against the Royals, losing a series that does not change my opinion. Of course, I mean they they if you, if they lose the series, you're like I roll saw this coming if they win the series you're like yeah they should have i mean that's that's exactly how it goes i mean last night's game last night uh it was a seven o'clock start i was i I basically do you know bedtime with harrison from seven to eight so i'm not really in front of a tv watching the game i was following on my phone i saw two nothing and i saw four nothing before it was even like 7 40 at night i'm like well this game's over that's it that's a wrap man this teammate's scoring five runs Um, 
I got a I got a text from my buddy Jim. I've read these before. They're funny. Hold on. Before you do that, can I can I read a game time? Yeah, do that. Then I'll then I'll read Jim's uh, <laughs> Jim's update. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to get tickets. I don't know why you would ever want to go to a Yankees game this weekend. If you do want to go, I bet you can get in the stadium for like a dollar. Game time's great for that. They should pay fans. Hal should come and pay pay people to go to the stadium. Christmas in July, they should be giving away tickets via game time. Game time is is definitely great for getting uh, tickets at a great deal. Uh, the app is very easy to use. You can find flash deals and sales. Uh, you can uh, identify where the best deal is in the stadium, or it also it also has theater tickets, comedy shows, concerts. Maybe you want to get a jump on some other sports because you're you're done with baseball this year. I wouldn't blame you. Uh, some of the reasons why I like using the app is you get images of your seats, so you know exactly what to expect. It's a very fast buying process; just two taps and you're done. Seriously, the thing takes like 15 seconds to buy tickets. Uh, they're also sent directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your emails to find them. You can snag tickets without stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code BRONX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the app, create an account, use code BRONX for $20 off your first purchase. I will say, some other ticket services, yeah. uh, you know, putting out re- uh, renderings of, of, of images from your seats. There's a couple of tweets that have gone viral recently about people buying tickets, looking at a computer rendering of a view from a, from a different ticket oh, yeah. site, and then getting there, and there's a poll in their face. Not a game time. Not a game time. No, game time, it's, it's pictures right. from people. People upload, upload the pictures of the tickets they bought. You can see other people in the stands, so you know it's it's a legit picture. At least for the Yankee Stadium has removed most of the yeah. obstructed yeah, view yeah, seats. Yeah. Some of these are older ballparks. There's still a couple of dumb obstructed views. But it doesn't matter. Nobody sits in their seat think. anyway. A, yeah, that's right. There's one. So it's a, it's a stadium right. of your, loiter, loitering now. Um, yeah, my buddy Jim, who uh, you know also wears his emotion on his sleeves, uh, but is also very true here. And you know, if you've been listening to the show, you know for me, I'm a Jets fan. I, good or bad at least i got something to look forward to this year um i feel bad that you have to care i, I can stop paying attention in disgust <laughs> let's go jets and and he we were talking about radon earlier you scratch the radon comment earlier thin-skinned ass clown is blowing kisses to fans at 03 coming off of injury scratch my fucking head it's like you know the you remember sunny gray laughing as he got bombed by the Orioles. That's all I could think of. That's all I could think of. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to give Radon that much energy. I'm not going to give Radon that much energy. I'm not, he's not a rental. He's not a rental at this point either. That's the difference. That's a huge difference. It's a huge, huge difference. Sonny Gray came in and actually didn't pitch badly when he first got here. Did not pitch badly. Pitched pretty well. We had him for what? A year and a half, right? Was the, was the control. Didn't didn't Sonny Gray start the first game of the playoffs in 2017? Yes, for the Yankees. I'm only saying yes because other people are nodding their head. I don't remember anything. He pitched. He pitched well he pitched enough. I, he wasn't dominant. Yeah. A wild card game. Yeah. And right, right, right. Game one of the wild the the DS, and then he didn't pitch until game four right. of the ALCS. Uh, so they did skip. He was fine in the second he half. He was no. When he um, came in, he pitched. Uh, anyway. He pitched. Yeah, he pitched okay. What well, he wasn't. He wasn't terrible. Anyway, he was a rental. A year and a half. Obviously, they traded him, but there was a year and a half control when they got him. So it was. It was fine. Rodon's here for six years. Like you need to squash this right now. If I'm Carlos Rodon, you know, you, you didn't come back enough from in post game with saying the things you said. He understood that he made a mistake. I could tell that he understood he made a mistake, but he didn't walk it back far enough. He needs to walk it back all the way. Walk it back all the way. Do something. He needs to do something. Like I don't know. Go go stand outside in a in a in a in a in a Yoda costume and give away bobbleheads outside the stadium. Do whatever you got to do to 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 kiss everybody's ass. But you got to do that and and make that and make that right because you are an ass right now. You, you pitch like an ass. You're getting paid like a king, and you're acting like an ass. Not a good combination. Let's hear the post game from Radon been putting up runs no i mean it sucks you know i didn't i didn't do my job today and give give my team a chance you know to 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 put runs across the plate early um i gave them up early and uh we ran a hole so you know today i wanted to come in and and shut it down and and it it totally backfired in my face you kind of just take me through the situation as you're exiting in that second inning you you kind of went through a blew a kiss or something like yeah i blew a kiss um it was uh I guess it was the best reaction I could give. Um, 
<laughs> that's the same but, answer Boone uh, gave. Better not to give a reaction, I guess. If you're, lo yeah, if you're looking at his face right um, now, though, he's like, God damn it, so and stupid. Better to blow a kiss or not do anything at all. Um, so, it's just a frustrating outing, that's for sure. And I shoot, I showed it uh, there in the second early. <laughs> was there something said. in particular that was said that led to that reaction? No, I mean, I didn't. So he actually said, "Yeah, it's the best reaction." I no, no, no. He said, it, it, "No," because he said, "Or not given a reaction, or not." He, he, look. To be very fair, I watched that post game conference. I, I, I had to watch it. I needed to see what he said, and I needed to watch his face when he said it. And you could tell that the guy was like in his head, like, "You are a moron. You are a, such an idiot for doing that." But he just didn't say that. Didn't say it enough, and he needs to say more. Um, but you could tell that he was, he, he regretted every, every, every second of it. Um, but yeah, man, I, because fan fans can, fans will give you slack on performance for a little while. I mean, if you're a free agent signing, they give you less slack because you're a free agent signing and you're getting paid a lot of money or in Giancarlo Stanton's case, you're a big trade acquisition. Like Stanton didn't get slack. A-Rod didn't get much slack, you know. Rodone's not going to get a ton of slack. You will get no slack if you do something like that. And also, even if, unless you're awesome, you will be hated. Well, so, so it's like, even if he goes out there and has like an okay start, that's not going to be, no, it, it, it's fine. Actually. I, I think that's fine. The, 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 the bigger issue is that the team is ass right now. The team is ass. So when you're doing that, you're doing that at a point where, Every, the whole fan base is just at a at a at a point of like discontent, frustration, like pissed off, like whatever you want to call it. They're in an emotional state that's not good, not a good state to be in, not a fun state to be in. Especially New Yorkers, Yankees fans who 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 run a little hot. You're just you're you're not doing your timing on this thing is not great either. It's actually the worst you could possibly do. So if you heard that press conference and there was no kiss blown to a fan before that, you'd be like, okay, fine. You know, he sucks. He needs to be better. Like this money he wasn't spent, but yeah. he at least is saying that he was, he was standing in front of his locker and saying like, yeah, I came in here to do Again, the thing. Sucking is one thing. But he thing. also owned the fact sucking. that he sucked too. So like you're doing half of it, but you really fucked it up when you try to, when you blew a kiss to a fan who was talking shit to you in slow motion as you're getting your ass kicked about to get swept on the West coast. It's the, the context matters. Yep. And just to add insult to injury, like from things this week, like the record amount 42, of 42, 44 in 42, 40, 42, basically a 50% strikeout clip for the team this week. Uh, like yesterday, Franchi Cordero, who has a good night at the plate, gets a double in his first at bat and just a boneheaded base running play, getting thrown out at third base with a ball hit in front of him. That's this team in a nutshell. One step forward, two steps back. That the Franchi Cordero night is the re, is basically replace that name with Glaber Torres because that's that's not fair. Thing. Don't don't Glaber throw Torres shots at Glaber Torres hitting. right now. He's the only person doing anything on this team, like at all. So I will the not point, stand for the, the Glaber Torres is, slander. Right even now. even if someone does has a good night on paper, they do something. But guess what, man? Like I get it. Boneheaded. I get it. 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 This team can't score a goddamn run. If you're on second, you might as well not be uh, on the bases. If you're on third, at least there's a at least there's so a at least there's a third a, and a ball a, hit in front you know, of you. A, a chance in hell that there's a pass ball and you can score a run. I, I'm just saying. I understand. They are dying for runs right now. And and if if you're on second base, it means nothing to this team because you can't get you can't get in from second base. If you're on third base, at least there's multiple opportunities to get in. So I do understand uh, a guy like Franchi Cordero who's coming in trying to be a lightning rod for this team who has zero lightning rod and is trying to just get some take another chance or do something and, and he read something wrong. I have no oh, problem with it. So you like you like the aggressive you like the dumb I aggression. Like, I, because that's basically what it, aggressiveness, no, but I dumb like, aggressiveness. So that I bet I bet Boone feels the same way. I bet Boone liked Franchi's aggressiveness. On the I base like there. He didn't make a bad base running decision. He was just no. Aggressive. He actually called it out. Said he did make a bad base running. He made a bad read, which he did. So in the moment, the instinct was wrong on the read. Hundred percent, no doubt about it. Shouldn't have made that read. But I don't. I don't hate the aggressiveness. I don't hate the aggressiveness on a team that is absolutely sucking ass, and you can't score from second base anyway. What's the goddamn point in being there?
It's just everything. It's just one of the many things. But that's the point. That's the point. Like you have a guy like Franchi Cardero who shouldn't have to press like that, but is. It feels the pressure to press because no one else is doing their fucking job. So that's when you get situations like this where you get a guy who is trying to make a play, make make a, a, a bad read because in his brain he's trying to get that extra base because he knows that the rest of the team is struggling. It puts you in that position to then make bad decisions. And it, and it, and it, and it changes yeah. the way you, you, you have uh, – you know, your impulses or your instincts on the base path are, are actually used. It does. It's like that's human nature. You're trying to do more for the guys who can't do anything. And when you do that, most times you fail. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, it's it's also like Peraza, who's called up for Donaldson's injury, is hitting leadoff. He walks four times on Monday night, but one of the times he was on base, he gets picked off. And then after that game, I think, what, did he strike out seven of his next eight yeah, plate appearances? Peraza did? Yeah. And then so it's like, okay, this is supposed to be one of their top young prospects who's getting another shot. Yeah. Exposing himself, himself for the trademark if that's not- what's happening not proving himself. You've got Volpe who you anointed as the next Derek Jeter this year, who aside from two small hot streaks has been awful. Like we're getting to a point now with Volpe where maybe he's not going to be a great uh, player. I'm not there. No, okay? no, 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 he said, no, no. I mean, he, no, because he's sure? there's what, what have you seen? What have you seen from Volpe that says he's a good, uh, player? good streaks for a young player. When you see good streaks, that's a positive thing. <laughs> yes. There've been, there've been good two week stretches. The last two, one we're talking was about more two than week two stretches. weeks. We're not, we're not talking about two month stretch. No, it wasn't. It was July 13th to July, uh, June 13th to July 3rd. It was 18 games. It was barely more than, okay, two, more weeks. than two weeks. The, uh, He's a he's a rookie. I'm not I'm not I'm not even remote. I, when I hear him talk, I just he's a rookie hitting I what? I just want him to I just want him to be okay. When I hear What's him talk, his batting I just want average him to be now? okay. <laughs> what is it is it under 200 again? His batting average cuz he's 4 for his last 42. No. After hitting 379 from July 13th to June 13th to July 3rd after the stance change, he had that brief hot streak of 379 with over 1000 OPS. Then he had that brief hot streak uh, when he went to the leadoff spot early in the season where he wasn't really getting a lot of hits, but it was uh, he was getting on base a ton. He was stealing bases and he was other than that. He's been awful. He's hitting 207. Yeah, you on can't say shit about uh, Volpe in a season like this. You just can't. I'm sorry. Not, I can't not, say not, shit. Not about his I'm long term. Not, not about his long term prospects. I'm, I'm not Aaron give, Judge struck out fifty percent. Well, I'm not giving the, the first half of the, the year, so he made adjustments. Yep. And then he had to go outside of the organization to make adjustments cool. in order to be a good player. So unless Volpe is going to well, go outside of the organization that he will. to make he's shown that he will, he'll go back home yeah. for for some dinner and he, and and talk to a kid who's also off uh, outside the the coach's room. So I'm not. Because what about this organization has told you they're able and capable of evaluating young players and having them progress from the minors to the majors and get better each year? Nothing has said I will not allow myself to get into a headspace where I I am looking at a rookie who is going through streaks to say that he's not going to be a good player. That's not what I see. I see see all the... I said maybe he's not going to be a good player. I see all the intangibles in the kid. I see the ability to do the thing. He's young. He sounds like a baby. I feel terrible for him every time he talks i just want to give him a hug and and, make, and tell him everything's gonna be fine that's what, every time i hear him in the press i'm like oh my god stop asking him questions he really feels bad he feels so bad right now he feels uh, and, so and bad i'm sure boone is i'm sure boone is patting him on the head like he no, is a little bit you know what like i think tough. i think he's maybe actually boone aaron judge is talking maybe to he needs to be treated like an adult yeah, he is and he's giving adult answers it's just in a baby voice and i feel bad for him yeah, aaron judge aaron <laughs> did, did, did you see aaron judge smiling 
with his giant horse teeth last night in the in Dude, the dugout. Don't. Aaron Judge is fine. Everybody's everybody's on. You see Rizzo yucking. You see Rizzo yucking it up with Guess Judge what? last Guess night. Guess what? What you you can't be you can't be. You can't be just a miserable fuck every second when you're in the dugout, when you're uh, playing the game. You can't be. I'm sorry. You're not even playing the game. You can't be a miserable fuck the entire time. The, ca- the camera is going to always catch uh, someone smiling or laughing or whatever. Rizzo, if people don't think Rizzo cares, you're crazy. The guy cares. If you people don't think Judge cares, they're crazy. He 1,000% cares. These guys, the, the vast majority of them that we care about do care. And I, I'm not going down that 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 road of of – you know, looking at one smile or one shot where it went all over Twitter about Rizzo laughing about something. Someone might have farted in his face and it smelled like shit. Try not to laugh. Try not to laugh. You're trying to lighten the environment a little so, bit. Like, I, I understand it. The dugout is a different place. I'm not killing a guy for that. When you blow kisses after sucking right off the field, different story. When you smile at fans who are yelling at you, different story after sucking. This is not the case. This is not the same situation. But it's part of the environment. This is they, they've the they've team. made they're they're making they're making everybody so crazy and negative, rightfully so. That we're looking around for everything everything possible that is going to piss us off. We're looking yes. for things to piss us off at this yes. point. Because when your manager sits there and says everything's fine, we just got to. He's not saying be everything's fine. He's saying that we have to. Be, he's giving stupid answers because there's no good answer to say either. Like at, at some point, I just need to stop listening to Aaron. And you definitely need to stop listening to Aaron Boone. You no, one hundred percent. It's, it's need to the most entertaining. It's the most entertaining twenty minutes of the evening because the game is not entertaining. The game sucks. The team sucks. So the entertaining thing is watching Aaron Boone squirm. <laughs> Very entertaining. Anthony Rizzo, since that Tatis play in May, 128 at-bats, 156 batting average with a 471 OPS, zero home runs, 25% strikeout rate. Prior to that Tatis play to, on the season, he had 204 at-bats with an 880 OPS. He has literally been half as productive a player since that play. Why do you think that is? What, what about that play? Clearly some, I don't know, clearly some injury. I don't know. Did he forget how did, did he get amnesia? Did Tatis give him amnesia and he forgot how to play baseball or is he injured? Yeah, I don't know. Zero because Rizzo has been a pretty consistent You glitched you glitched player. out when you said the first part of this. I didn't hear what you said, but everybody else was laughing, so I'm very curious what you just said. I don't even remember what the, you said. The um zero for Ilya, what did he say? <laughs> the Oh, wait, you didn't hear me say, did he get amnesia? That's funny. I couldn't remember that I said, <laughs> did he have amnesia? The, okay. I said, did he, did he, did Tatis give him oh, amnesia did or did he, did he Got just it. get hurt? Um, it's one of those two things. I will say this. If we're looking at a stat, that's a crazy stat. Zero home runs since what, May 21st. Is that what it was? And, and Otani has 24. Like uh, Gary Sanchez oh, yeah. has nine. Is that what we, we got? Gary Sanchez has nine home runs. <laughs> how many does Aaron Hicks oh. have that's the graphic guys that's the graphic let's let's make a Anthony Rizzo graphic zero home runs and Joey Gallo okay yeah but put, put, <laughs> Joey Gallo we're put gonna make this hurt as bad as possible we're gonna put Gary Sanchez in a Padres uniform maybe in a different uniform too we could split it up uh who is it? half Mets yeah. half Padres just put no put him in a Mets uniform Gallo <laughs> Gallo uh, there and who was the other one you just said? Oh, Aaron Hicks. Yeah, in an Hicks. Orioles uniform. Put them all the home run totals, whatever they are. Six home runs for Hicks. And and what's his OPS? It's still got to be over eight hundred because I know he went two for four last night. I think the, we have to RBIs. put the na- the number of games underneath it too, which will help the context. Eight forty four OPS for Hicks. Oh, Baltimore in first. I you know what? So if we, you want to, we, I might we go can go crush some souls by putting up that. Graphic. I might buy an Orioles. Everybody's hat. like, oh yeah, you see that graphic of Otani, and they're like, okay, Otani's the best player on the planet. But you put a you put Gary Sanchez, Joey Gallo, and uh, Aaron Hicks on that graphic, it hurts. It stings a little different. <laughs> he, but he's literally been half as productive a player, a four seventy one OPS he, since then. That doesn't just happen like, to a guy like him. He's a he's a hitter. I that's what I'm saying. That doesn't just happen unless. Oh, so it's something that was interesting. DJ actually, LeMahieu, go ahead. Keep, finish your thought, then I'll I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Because you keep saying DJ LeMahieu has to be healthy. DJ LeMahieu is not the type of player that just doesn't remember how to hit, and all of a sudden strikes out almost thirty percent of the time. Why? Why is that happening? Yeah. No. So 
it's confusing when I'm saying that, I think. Uh, I, I think he's healthy and meaning like his body feels as good as it's ever going to feel. It's just that it's different. I think it's different and and and, the, and mechanical problems are different. Oh, like Carlos Verdun's back. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's just, he can't do the same mode. I don't think, I, I if, I'm, if I'm speculating on DJ LeMahieu, I bet he doesn't have the same flexibility in his foot as he did. He doesn't have the same like, you know, flexion that that he would, and that's affecting the way he can uh, swing and his mechanics. That that's that's my guess. Does his foot feel like it doesn't hurt and, and it's healthy? That yeah, probably, but it's different. Then I think that's fucking everything up. Um, oh, Boone said last night too uh, something about and I and I and it was kind of out of nowhere uh, when they were asking about the lineup, and I don't remember the exact question because again, they've all been the same over the past two weeks. Um, you know, what are you seeing from the lineup? Are you seeing better at bats? Are you seeing, uh, you know, the strikeouts? Are they just not giving you competitive pitches? And he said something about, well, it seems like, you know, sometimes we're barreling them up. Uh, sometimes we're not. We're, we're doing the things. We're going through the motions. We're getting healthier every day. He said, getting healthier every day. I'm like, and then I started thinking about it. Like, who are you talking about? Because everybody is healthy in theory. Like, there's nobody that's out there right now that's not healthy. Oh, ba- well, Bader's Bader, hurt was, again. That's a different story. He was in the game. But who are you talking about that's not healthy? Because he's clearly talking about one or two people that are that are not feeling Judge. good and are no that are currently playing. Is what it the way that it sounded oh. the way that he said it? Got to be Rizzo. Maybe LeMahieu, yeah. And maybe like there's Stan. there's people that are that are that are not feeling good right now and and doing that. And with Rizzo getting a few days off here, I, I think you're right. I think he's hurt. I think there's something going on. And it's probably in the in the so, you know, he's had so many back issues that com- that removes your power. It removes you from doing the things you can do. They event they eventually said neck for that Tatis play. On, the neck is connected to the back, the spine, Rizzo, right? The other neck. No, I, no, I know, but like that was the official thing. But first, we thought it was going to be the shoulder, and then they officially said neck. Um, yeah, stiff neck. We've all it's had like a stinger. Stiff necks. That's tough. Yeah, he's had a cortisone so, shot in his um, back. So or no, he had an epidural. So, epidural. Uh, Is that what it was? We were saying something. Yeah, it was an epidural. Right. It was an epidural. So uh, Harrison Bader got hit with a pitch, and so he's he's got what they call it a, a rib bird contusion, bones. something like yeah. that. Yeah. So he'll, he'll probably miss some time. Um, you might be saying, "Well, you can't blame Bader for that." I'm not blaming Bader for getting hit by a pitch, obviously. But again, why does it seem like injury guys just get injured a lot? Because plenty of guys get hit in the ribs and they run down to first base and their body is just completely fine. There are just some players, bodies, everyone's different, that do not respond to adversity as well as other players. And that is Harrison Bader's body. Yeah. Yet another reason, do not sign him. Yeah, in the I mean, a lot of, lot of graphics going around Twitter again for him and, and where he is back to his to the mean. The on-base percentage is not good. He, he yeah. He's a good defensive outfielder, although he missed a play the other night that I was surprised he missed. And he's uh, he's not an efficient – nobody on this team is efficient at the plate except Aaron Judge. Uh, Boone told reporters that Judge is, quote, getting close to returning, and he didn't rule out a July 25th against the Mets as a potential target date. So we'll see there. Josh Donaldson was officially diagnosed with the grade 2-plus right, seen right calf it's strain. Gone. It's I, gone. I didn't. I didn't know that you could do the you could do pluses on, on on each grade. So it's almost a grade three strain, which would be considered a tear. And then I saw this headline and I laughed. I think SI is trolling. New York Yankees lose All Star to IL again, and it's a picture of Josh Donaldson. Like, oh boy, whoever came up with that just uh, I guess I didn't even know Sports Illustrated was laugh. still there. To be honest, Frankie Montas. You remember Montas. that guy has been Montas. limited to playing catch. Yeah, now he does not deserve me pronouncing his name correctly. Uh, he had to be shut down for a couple of days because of right shoulder soreness. Mm. He's going to have a follow up appointment sounds with Doctor Neil news. Atrachi. Sounds like that. Mm-hmm. Sounds yep. like that, uh, that shoulder that home was run when we got him is still doing really well. Combined games for so if when and if Bader does not resign with the Yankees, uh, I cannot wait to see the graphic of time, uh, amount of games played for the mid-season acquisitions of the 2022 Yankees trade deadline. It's it, it's going to be insane because uh F Ross oh, right. also out. And who is the, who is the other who is the other reliever they acquired who's also injured? I can't remember his name. And yeah. Benintendi got hurt. <laughs> Everybody is injured. Everybody they acquired is injured. It's 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 almost impossible to to have that happen. How, that's that, seriously 
One of them should be able to stay healthy. Well, no, Meredith, none of Meredith, them. Meredith, we're, we're looking at everything. We're looking at everything, Meredith. We're, we're gonna we're gonna evaluate uh, uh, the entire organization from from the from the from the surgeons to the to the doctors to the to the people making decisions uh, about about. Are baseball. you doing Hal or Brian or Cashman right now? Are you doing, I'm doing Larry David? Doing George? Who is Hal? Oh boy! And then we we already talked about Bader. What is the so the Yankees are three games over five hundred right now. In the in the Brian Cashman history episode I did uh, before the season started, we talked about how the Yankees have a streak since the early '90s of playing uh, above 500 each season. It's the longest streak in Major League Baseball. Uh, only only uh, the it was like the 1920 something to 60 Yankees ever had like a, a streak longer of always being above 500. And I was saying like I think it's you know this Yankees current run is going to match that because I could not envision a below 500 season for this team anytime soon. And I said it was, I think it was like the date they needed to reach was 2030, which is basically when judge is still on this team. Like they're not going to put a below 500 team on the field while judge is still on this roster. They are sniffing 500 and it's July. Let me read to you something here. Uh, and we don't know what judge is going to be when he comes back either. You know, we're, we're hoping that judge can, can be close to himself, but God damn, am I not going to be surprised if he comes out? Just not, not good. Uh, not good at all. Okay. So, um, what's today's date? The 20, July, July 20. 20 off day. Okay. Kansas city for three games. Cool. Should be some wins, right? Should be. Then you got the Mets for two. doesn't matter how they're playing. doesn't matter. After another, another off, off day, day, then another, another, off, then day another off day after that. Then you got Baltimore. Yep. At, so, so just be prepared. Hold on. Be, they've got three off days and eight days. So be prepared for Boone to try and steal some extra rest okay. days in there. Can I talk now? Ready? Ball, the, the, next, the next stretch here, okay? They're talking about a, a 500 team. We're trying to be above 500. The, the, month, of, the month of August is not fun because <laughs> uh, there are teams on here who are much better than, than we thought they were going to be. So you got Baltimore for three at Baltimore. Then you come back home for a stretch, three against Tampa, four against Houston. Then you go to Chicago for three against the White Sox who, you know, have talent. Wouldn't surprise me if they all showed up on the days that the Yankees came out there. Then you're going down to Miami, who's a young and hungry team who's going to want to beat the shit out of you. Derek Jeter, revenge, all of that. Uh, Then you have Atlanta for three games. Then you go to then you go back home to Boston, who is a wild card again. They're better than you now. They're probably going to be better than you then. It's Yankees, Boston. Anything can happen. Uh, And then you have a little bit of a letdown with a day off. You get the Nationals who are coming to town, should beat the shit out of them, but probably won't. Maybe you win the series. Then you're going back to Tampa, going to going to the Trop, then taking a nice long flight out to Detroit for four games uh, in which you close the the, the stand out, uh, the, the away stand uh, with Houston. So go Detroit, then go all the way back to Houston, then go back home for Detroit again. It's a, it's a, the, the month of August is not fun. You know, the, the, that that sounds like a hard schedule. Yeah, especially the stretch that's coming up, like after Kansas City, the Mets for two, Baltimore for oh, three. Think about, think Tampa about all those three. Teams. Houston for on, four. Think about, other than Toronto, that's the only team you mentioned did not mention that is above them that they're chasing to get into the playoffs. Baltimore, Red Sox, Houston, Tampa, all of those teams they need to pa- surpass two of, two of, to get into the playoffs. You need to surpass Boston and Toronto or Boston and Houston, or I don't think Baltimore's falling or Tampa's falling all the way back to that place at this point. But so you need to pass. These are the last three games teams. against the Orioles too. They, if you remember, they, they played them a whole bunch in the beginning of the oh, season. Yeah. So these are the last three games. So they play six or seven, six or seven against Houston. This, uh, in this upcoming, there's stretch. three, three six? at home. I'm sorry, four at home. And then, and then three on the road in okay. the first week of September. So it's seven, seven in total next games. Two months. Because you need to, if if this team is actually going to make the playoffs, like we're no longer just talking, like we're in a very real state where what is their road to the playoffs? And their road is you need to pass two teams. So when you play Houston eight times over the next few uh, month and a half, you need to win those games. When you play Boston six times over the next month, you need to win those games or else you're not making the playoffs because you can't be below them in the standings and then lose the head to head against them and expect to So I'm going to ma- I'm going to make it's a, not going to happen. There's a not proposal enough time. for next year too is uh we need to do the trade deadline episode a little later. Uh I know we try to get out ahead of any trade that happens, but we need to do it a little later because uh 
Do you want to just do another one? Where yeah, we sell? but here's the problem. I was looking. I had a, <laughs> I had, a, I had a whole, yeah, I had a whole sell? post. Uh, it was sending to you guys in our chat that that I left in drafts by accident about who we can't sell because there's no one to sell. Nobody worth a damn that has a decent contract that you can get rid of and get anything back for. So even if they wanted to, like they could unloan the bullpen. That's probably the the biggest asset that they have. I I have a few there's, ideas, but you're you're just not getting a ton. You, you trade Glaber to the Dodgers because they need a middle. Okay. Again, you're not going to get a ton hitting. for Glaber, but get a get a prospect. The 17th ranked prospect in the Dodger system is probably better than the Yankees' number one prospect. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I mean, the, Glaber, the Yankees Glaber, get their I like hands Glaber on right now. So absolutely ruin him. Glaber, Glaber's on my good side. Glaber, Glaber's actually I, playing like you, the guy he should be playing with offensively right now. He's playing. He's playing to the the guy that get, we want. Get value for him. Get value for him while you can. Because this will not last. Glaber Torres is not good. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Stop. I don't. I don't agree with that. And the bullpen. No the bullpen. And the bullpen. The bullpen's the, the bullpen's the, the, bull, value. the, the bullpen. And then unless maybe someone the, takes but a the shot last two Luis weeks, the bullpen's been terrible. So again, diminishing. Yes, but you still have pieces in the bullpen. The pieces in the bullpen, and then maybe someone takes a shot on Luis Severino. Again, what's the point of that? You're not getting shit for that. If you're if you're selling, I'm not suggesting you do this because none of those are going to yield that much. But if you're selling, those are realistically the only pieces. This is not 2016 where you can trade Andrew Miller and Araldis Chapman for elite prospects. This is no, not, not 2016 not, all over again. It's not. It's not. It's not close to the same. It doesn't have any of the feel of that. And there's not a whole bunch of kids waiting in the wings to come up to take those spots. Because then there were there were a bunch exactly. of kids that everybody was very excited for that were that that came up and played with fire and played with you know something that that this uh, this team hadn't seen in a long time and then they fired the manager like ah ah baseball guy you know someone who's actually going to teach them I how mean, to Joe play Girardi. someone who's going to someone who's going to give them a foundation of accountability and and you know teach them life lessons as a young group coming up through the through the Bronx ah. Let's just bring in the cool uncle. Let's bring in fucking Uncle Rico, so we can so we can have some fun and 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 you know let them pick the music they want to play in the in the in the clubhouse and do whatever the fuck you know go on vacation, march around acting like their shit don't stink. Let's do that instead of having the 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 the, the figure oh, yeah. in there that's actually going to put a little bit of discipline. You know what? Some people say that Joe Girardi wasn't a great manager. Some people say that you know when he went to the next end didn't do a good job. That's fine. That's fair. But you know what? For for this team, for the team that, that, that they needed structure, they didn't need a friend. They needed structure. No one says Joe Girardi was not a good Yankees manager. At I don't the know end of it, people say were that. saying, I mean, obviously, it's, just, it's what have you done for me lately? That's all. It's like the chirping at the end of when he got fired. People, you know, probably us included. You know, I'm sure some of there's sound bites of us destroying no, we said him. This, I, I ex- Yes, I called for Joe Girardi's firing after he didn't challenge the play in the second game against Cleveland <laughs> in that in the ALDS. And after he got fired, I said I I did I wasn't like super opposed to it. I said I don't know if Joe Girardi is the guy. I don't know if Aaron Boone is the guy. Let's wait and see. We now know that Aaron Boone is was not the right guy. We don't know if Joe Girardi was going to be the right guy for this team either. But what we can say with certainty is under Aaron Boone, <clears throat> the young players have gotten worse. And I don't know if that would have happened under Joe Girardi. Like you said, yes, he was tough, and that was the reason they moved on from him, but Gary Sanchez was an all-star. Yeah. Uh, playing under yes. playing under Joe Girardi. So you know who the right, the, the right so guy Gary was Sanchez under our nose the entire time, and it was Rob Thompson. <laughs> maybe, maybe Gary Sanchez did not like Joe Girardi. Good, good. It made you, it made you like play well in spite of him? Fine, great. That's you know what he did. He communicated exactly what he needed to do to get the best out of you, whether it's whether it's uh you know the guy that's being super positive or the guy that's coming down on you. He got the best out of you. Isn't that what's important? Who gives a fuck Should about be. optics? All right, this is uh. You said we weren't going to well, talk. You for know, an hour. It, it just became a session, really. Because there's nothing to talk about on the field that makes any sense. So you know what? We just need so, to spill out what 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 what's in our brains and what what's what we're thinking and feeling. If they do lose the weekend to Casey, then I don't know how we're going to do an hour on Monday. Like, I, yeah, there, you can't talk about guys. You can't talk about baseball right now. This is not even baseball. This is bullshit. 
No, and Logan, we are not beating the Girardi drum saying the Yankees should have kept Girardi because you're right. He did get fired from the Phillies and then the Phillies went on a run and went to the World Series. With Rob that Thompson also on the coaching my, staff. My point is clearly their decision saying Joe Girardi is not the guy, Aaron Boone is the guy, was wrong. That was wrong. So I mean, yeah, but that's so easy. Maybe that's, someone else was the guy. That's easy to say right now, but whatever. Either way, in the moment... It was such a it was such a weird time just because of what just happened, uh, and and what he got out of that team. But the decision was made that's long before, and the that's the problem. Was made and that's the before. fucking problem, actually. That's the root of the problem. There are too many things that are decided ahead of time, and then no matter what's in front of you, you just do that thing. It goes that that's exactly how Aaron Boone manages. That's exactly how this organization yeah, runs. You're right. They do too many calculated things because they believe that this is the right way in a conference room when they're having meetings with nerds and like uh, maybe one scout that they put in the back of the room and tell us shut up, and and they come up with these decisions and then they and then they move forward with it no matter what is in front of their face. And that's the problem. There's no pulse. There's no pulse with actually what's going on. It's just a bunch of bullshit in the back room. And then, Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.